We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Rob Doster here for the Field of 60. Today, we are bringing you another episode in our Off the Carousel series, where we will be joined by each and every new head coach to the Division I ranks. There are almost 60 of them. We're going to be rolling these out a couple of days throughout the month of May and the month of June. So make sure that you subscribe to the channel. And if you like this interview, don't be afraid to tap that like button. That stuff really does help our channel and help our presence on YouTube. It helps more people like you find this content. And since I have you guys here, make sure that you check out our Instagram and TikTok pages. We are going to be pumping out more unique content over there throughout the summer heading into next season. Like, for example, did you know that Penny Hardaway was shot when he was a player in college? I bet you didn't know that. There are more stories like that on those pages. The links are in the description below. So now, without further ado, let's get into another edition of Off the Carousel. with a new edition of Off the Carousel with new Queens University head coach, Grant Leonard. And I've gotten that wrong, Grant. I think I said Queens College. I think I've screwed it up plenty, but it is Queens University, correct? You are correct, yes. We I are. want to screw that one. <laughs> uh, congrats. You got elevated, promoted, whatever you want to call it, when Bart Lundy left for Milwaukee. And um, I, I know it's been a cool road for you. I know you've been kind of at every level and, you know, D3, D2. Uh, I, I even saw that I think you ran camps back in the day and you were also, and this is where I know you from, a head coach for the TBT, which is, you know, you went from head coach of the TBT to a head division one uh, coach right now. Not a lot of people can say that, Grant. No, you know, and the only reason I, I, I first started that team to give our players another opportunity to play, you know, in a spotlight and grow their professional resumes. And then it ended up being a great experience for me. And, and then it opened a lot of doors for me because people are like, wow, you've actually been a head coach now. You've called timeout. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it, it, it killed a lot of, a lot of different avenues for me. It was great. Great experience. Yeah. You were, uh, it was team D2. Yeah. And uh, I think you made it out. You played three, right. Three years. You were GM, you were coach, you put the team together, I guess. You know, how much does your road help you now of grinding it out as you take over a program that is transitioning into the D1 ranks? 
Yeah, I think the experience at every level is huge because I've been able to see uh, different levels of basketball in, in, in each, I guess, every which way. And our program is only going to be successful as we transition if we stay grounded and humbled. Um, it's not like we can't change what our culture and what has made us successful. And those having guys that kind of uh, are a little bit undervalued with a chip on our shoulders, what has made us successful. And that is what's going to make our program successful until we get a lot more experience at that level. Give me your favorite story of running the North shore basketball camp in Chicago, uh, <laughs> which you did for, for about seven years back in, in the wow. late nineties and early two thousands. I mean, two guys, first of all, Everett Stevens, who was a phenomenal player at Purdue and, and played a little bit, had a cup of coffee in the NBA for a few years and then played overseas. And then Dickie Simpkins, those guys were running the camp. They owned the camp and working for Everett on a day-to-day -day basis was amazing. He was a mentor to me as I was a college player and just being able to do, I, I ended up playing uh, hoop it up three on three with him. Uh, and and we, lo we lost to Orlando Tucker's Wisconsin team. Uh, and it, but it, just those memories of, of being around when you're a college player and being around Pete Myers and, and Everett Stevens and Dickie Simpkins was an amazing experience for me. So you've been at Queen since uh, 2013. You've been the associate head coach since 2016. I have not been on Queens's campus. I, I want to change that. Actually, I'm coming down to the area for, uh, for Rock Hill in, in July for the, uh, the Adidas stuff. So I'm going to try to get by and see the campus. But describe Queens College, Queens University, I'm sorry, Queens University, uh, to me and to the viewers in terms of, again, you know, 2,500, I think, students, uh, smaller. What's it like? How do you describe it? If you could imagine the nicest neighborhood you've ever seen and then put a college campus, really? uh, you know, 60 acres right in the middle of that, it's almost like a little slice of heaven. The tree canopies are 250 feet tall. So you, you're only about a mile and a half from downtown Charlotte. And, and we rebranded that's uptown Charlotte now, but uptown Charlotte, but you can't see it because of how amazing the trees are. But the, the campus is gorgeous, old red brick. Uh, every building looks historic. And, it, and it's in this neighborhood. If you can imagine, J Jay Billis and Jeff Gordon walk their dogs on our campus, uh, the, their families. It's just an amazing little quaint neighborhood, smack dab in one of the most bustling, growing cities in America. So are, are you safe now to ride your scooter around campus? Because I've heard you are not the... Uh... You're not the safest, and now you got a helmet, but your wife wouldn't let you wear the helmet that you took, the lacrosse helmet or something? Yeah, yeah, I, I to, to appease her, because I, I do, we got a little scooter gang, a couple coaches and I got a little scooter gang in Myers Park, uh, but yeah, I, she made me get a helmet, so I got a couple of, of like joke helmets just to, just to uh, poke at her a little bit, but the, the scooter scene is amazing in Charlotte, it's the best way to get around. So you got to watch out. A lot of people with, with the scooter. Like, what was? Give me the accident. What happened with the scooter accident? So uh, Bart Lundy and I were going to catch a Sunday summer league game uh, in the fall to go watch a recruit, and we were both at the Panther game. So I was getting out of the, out of uh, Bank of America Stadium, and I was scootering to my car to meet Bart. And this lady was texting on her phone. She was looking down, and she moved suddenly, and I was in her path. So it was either I, I wipe out or I truck the lady and I, I chose wipe out. 
So you flip? Yeah, I no, I didn't flip, but I I I spilled into the grass and, and tumbled a few times. Uh, I was going I was going like eighteen miles an hour, so I was probably going a little too fast for that kind of traffic. There was no video of this exists. No, no, no. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> we, we need video. We need video of that one. Um, so again, you're transitioning into the D1 ranks. How does this change how you put together or retain your team? Is it, you know, obviously it's worked at the D2 level, but do you feel like you need to upgrade your talent or is it, hey, listen, we're going with what kind of got us here and we think we can compete with similar talent in the D1 ranks? Well, and over the past few years, we, we've had some Division One experience. We we played VCU in an exhibition at VCU and, and, and we're fortunate enough to pull off that upset. Uh, uh, you know, and Coach Wade got a huge raise after that, by the way, he went to LSU. Uh, and then we played Wake Forest next year and lost by two. Um, Coach Manning's team was really good that year. And then we've played Liberty and Gardner-Webb in some close scrimmages. I don't need to speak on how those went, but I think we feel like we had a lot of success. Uh, and then two years ago, with only like 10 practices under our belt, we went and played in Paradise Jam. We lost to George Mason on a buzzer beater. We beat Howard pretty, pretty handily. And then we, we hung with Belmont. I think we ended up losing by six or eight. Uh, and Belmont that year was, was nationally ranked in the top 25 most of the year. So I feel like our model and, and, and the pillars of our program are still good. Our players, if they're experienced and, and they'll be fine at that level, the recruiting will change just a little bit, but not a lot. We'll still seek out the same type of player character wise, uh, might get a player half of a level better. Sure. Um, but I think, I think for our, where we're going to be in the A sun, um, we, we have players that are competent at that level. So they have this four year transition period, but I'm hoping, and I know there's, there's a, something out there. I don't know, you know, with the NCAA, you never know if it's going to go through or not. The hope is, that it will be made in a two-year transition period soon. Uh, how much involvement do you have in that? Are you are are you kind of obviously? I know you're behind it, uh, but what's what's the latest with that? Well, I, I think there's a couple things. The the ASUN, which is the league we're joining, has uh, legislation going to the NCAA, which should be voted on, and I don't know when that's that vote's going to take. But I think Bellarmine and Cal Baptist also because. Cal Baptist's women's team and Bellarmine's men's team have, have had success. They are having some legal stuff with the NCAA through the court system. So uh, any help that we can give in that, of course, we're all for. But I, I think the most important thing for our team is that we, we're a very process-orientated team and we live in the present. So we're just worried about getting better today. And we can't control if you know Louisville doesn't want to vote to allow the Queens to play in the tournament. I get that. Uh, so all we got to do is stay grounded and, and keep working today to make our team better. What are expectations for this this first year? I mean, what what do you guys bring back? How much have you hit the portal? Uh, you know, uh, how many freshmen? What What is the, the makeup of your team going to look like this year? So we returned 10 of our top 11, and we actually played 11 in our rotation last year. Uh, we, we Our possessions are a little higher than most teams, um, so our pace of play will probably be you know, pretty high in division one, but, you know, returning 10 of your top 11 off a 31 team, I don't think chemistry wise, it's right to recruit over guys in that situation, especially because we are playing four freshman guards. Uh, and so we're going to, we're going to stay with that core. We, right now we signed three high school seniors. 
uh, all of whom were were all state state champion caliber players. Uh, one of them was the runner-up uh, Gatorade Player of the Year in State, North Carolina. So we're excited about those guys, but they're they're coming into a team that's got a lot of experience. Um, I, I think we're very fortunate because we we probably have more stability in our roster than almost any team in the country, and that is what's going to help us in the non-conference season uh, more than anything. Is is our system and our culture is in place, and we don't have we we haven't took a guy out of the portal yet. Uh, we still have one available scholarship. We'll kind of see how that goes. But I think most importantly, we're, we're going to stick to our foundation. All right. Give me the, before I let you go, I, I know you were a combo guard back <laughs> at William Penn University in, in Iowa. I know you shot over 40% from three. Give me the, the highlight of your playing career was what? Oh, well, I, I, I was also a junior college player. I did hit nine threes in a game. Uh, in junior college, but I actually think we played Grinnell College, and they played the crazy fast style. And I had a I had a double digit assist game, and that was probably my funnest game because I probably threw four lobs. And and a guy from Wisconsin, you don't get to throw lobs very often, and uh, it was a lot of fun because we had a lot of three on two and two on one opportunities. And getting to throw that ball up and watching guys dunk the ball was probably my best my best moment. Yeah, not a lot of defense played when Grinnell hits the floor. <laughs> It's, uh, it's every player's dream, isn't it? Play for them, play against them, whatever it is. You just want to see Grinnell on the uh, across the chest. Well, listen, uh, Grant Leonard, new coach, Queens University. I really appreciate you joining us. Field of 68 off the carousel. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I appreciate it.